excited about today. I've gotten to know Hannah a little bit over the last couple of weeks, and I'm excited to see her hopefully at NOCO. So fingers crossed. But yeah, you <laughs> It's a lot. Exactly. It's it's a completely different than me driving there. I'm in Utah, and NOCO in Colorado is just a hop, skip, and a jump compared to you. But I'd love for you to real quick introduce yourself to everybody. Uh, you have quite the experience in the industry, and I'm really excited to be sitting next to you, quote unquote, um, to have this discussion today. So yeah, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into the industry. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I, I I got in the industry actually when I've been like studying the Agriculture University. Uh, it's been like, it started in 1996 in Czech Republic, uh, South Bohemia University. And we've been kind of like pushing to choose some kind of topic for for uh, thesis. At the university, you as a student, you have to do some thesis work. And uh, my friend gave me this like Jack Herrer book about this like emperor wears no clothes. And, and I read it like one one breath, I couldn't stop. I just like read it all. <laughs> and I get like so excited. And I was like, wow, this is like a really big thing because till, till then I was like using, you know, but like not really kind of like, I didn't know, I didn't have clue that this is like right. agriculture crop ever. And, yeah. and, and I, and, but I have like big passion for agriculture, yeah, for farming before I've been studying the, the veterinary agriculture high school. Okay. So, so my passion was like farming and agriculture. So I was like, yeah, okay. I decided to do like thesis on hemp. And then I went through all the, the, the faculties to find somebody who will like open the thesis for me on this topic, because you cannot just like choose, like you, you need to have a mentor and the mentor needs to create the topic that you sign in. So finally, I find this person, I did the thesis, it was probably first thesis about industrial hemp in Czech Republic, uh, because the time we've been just like, kind of like researching uh, the, the right varieties for Czech Republic climate and doing methodology for farming. So it's been really like the early stages, but I, I found the, the, the field close my, my hometown. So I've been able to go there and study like something. And, and and yeah, that basically started my journey. Later on, I, I joined the, the the NGO called Konopa, which was like promoting industrial hemp. We did some first exports in 2000, first export 2000 <laughs> uh, in Czech Republic. And in 2001, we won the, the Expo Awards, like as the best exhibition because people okay. really like it. And yeah, and then I continue to work for this NGO and I start to work for the NGOs on the energy uh, kind of issues, more like nuclear waste, uranium uh, mining uh, issues. And I find out that it's very difficult to explain to people, like it's a very technical topic. The people does not really want to hear these kind of like uncomfortable truths. And I, I was kind of like this bad boy, like telling them or bad girl, like telling them, oh, this is like, how's it? You have to see that. And it was like, no, no, Hannah, we don't want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so then I decided after like eight years of my career, being trying to kind of like do some good, you know, for the planet and try to help people understand the advantage of the renewable sources and kind of disadvantage of the 
of the nuclear power, like centralized industry, uh, under government control, subsidized big time. Yeah. I decided to establish my own company and just like commit my full time for for him, for something what I believe, for something what the people have great feedbacks. They always want to hear more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they always want to like talk more. Uh, they they never complain. They always just excited and they, the taste is great and like the so so yeah so i established my company handpoint in 2010 and started to grow in a collaboration with the organic farm in czech republic uh organic like hemp uh, yeah. on the on the handmade harvest of the flowers since 2010 uh <laughs> much before the cbd yeah and, but but we supplied the big uh, tea companies so the uh, herbal tea companies, uh, which, which started to use our, our hemp, which been very, very clean because it's like this farm where we grow hemp, it's like 20 years, pure yeah, organic. Someone, someone asked me the other day about tea and hemp. Can you explain to me how is hemp used in tea? Uh, just like other herbs, we harvest the the, the flowers we clean them from the seeds and stem and 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 we gently dry it so the taste good the, the smell is good and uh we put it in the tea bag yeah and, and we just also like have, a, yeah just like, just a like every other herb but it's like because it gently harvest and gently dried and gently processed and everything super gently so it's like very like we don't damage it like the people yeah. who harvesting hemp for for extraction they don't really care about the, the the smell or like taste you know so it's like very different like way of harvesting uh and also the the, the quality it's not such an important like like organic goods. Oh, yeah you know but we do like food food grade so we do yeah. heads up and because we supply the big companies so they they really find us because they was uh, looking for some like high quality product and and yeah. and there is not much high quality flower product like everybody says of course oh we are the best or the, the, they are the best and like everything is the best in the cbd but nobody really can prove that you know like mm -hmm. ask them like how you prove the best they sent you the coa with high cbd that's all okay like send me more send me send me the 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 benzo appearance content send me the the, the the pesticides content heavy metal content oh you don't have that okay so how you know that's best you know right. and i'm kind of surprised i'm asking for that so so but like these big companies because they are mostly like global market companies they they have like very high standards you have to fill like i don't know like 17 pages for like what all like you're doing how you doing. Yeah little step of your like chain like on production you have to describe then they can they even like counted our carbon footprint on our production you know to be able to really like enter enter their product in their like uh, scopes of, of products so it's like different different uh different requirements that that the hemp people still does not really understand that they have to kind of go for this kind of standards uh, uh, to be able to really go big scale. Well, and that's something that 
you know, I've seen so much is some of these experts or people with a lot of experience have operated on the black market with their own standards for so long that, yeah, if we're going to take this into real business or scalability, especially on a global scale, we've got to meet manufacturing practices, GMPs and ISO and ASTM standards. And I mean, yeah, food grade quality, right? Especially for consumables. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as I said, yeah, the, the people who've been on the market, they, they've they been doing great, even like doing not really like the biggest, uh, the biggest markets. Right. And, and they have no really interest to, to, to kind of waste from their side, waste money on something which does not make us money. You know, why we will like creating standards, why, why, why we will do that. Nobody asks for it from our clients. We sell great. We don't want to go bigger because this is not really like, you know, there are this struggle with standards. So we're doing this like middle scale. It's all right. We're doing good. We're having like a lot of sales. If we want to do more, we just like go on other market in other country. <laughs> But this like middle-sized market where like it's not much control or much kind of like requirements for quality, you know, and and, and regulations. So, so talk I, to me about how that how that affects our market. Like this is a sticking point for me, and it kind of upsets me when it when I talk about scalability and bringing hemp to main market. Of standards are my. I mean, it that's what I butt heads with on every level, right? And when we have companies that aren't meeting standards and they're selling product that's subpar in my opinion it's damaging to our industry where do you see it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i i mean the standards are important from uh, more than one perspective of course like you as a producer you need to have like standards to be just like ensure the quality of the product imagine that these like cbd cbd products are on the market and they are kind of like produced kind of that they have to um uh, possibly help some like sick people right because this is like how how they usually are promote all oh, we, the curing like whatever but then imagine that like your grandma who has some sickness and using pills start to use some product and the product goes well with it for her right so she stopped using the pills but then because the product it's not standardized she got the new product yeah, which is like same label everything, but it's like different batch. So different probably contents of the cannabinoids because oh this was like cheap batch, let's buy that. Yeah. Oh different cannabinoids profile. Don't worry. Just like C B D it's the same. Let's buy that. Yeah. But of course there is the, the cure effect. It's all the entourage effect, not only the C B D bone sandwich. And and then the grandma buys the product which does not work anymore for her. And it, but, but like she, she she does not use anymore her her pills, so she gets the big trouble because she has no own cure. What what she was like supposed to use and was work for her the CBD, but like whatever this this new batch does not work because there is no standard that can secure that she buys the same product, and and she has no anymore these pills because she kind of like give up because. CBD was this this previous budget was working for, and it's like a huge problem. You know, you're putting people in danger just because you don't standardize your own product. You know, so and the people does not realize that. So this is first thing, yeah, uh, the responsibility of the producer, and then also you want to really like go big. There is like Tesco or Walmart market. They have own standards. 
you also need to supply them the same things. Because imagine there is like Walmart putting your product on the shelves, then you supply them different batch, and there is like thousands of grandmothers like your grandma complaining why this product does not working, and they will complain Walmart because they bought it from them. They will not call like the label because like like sells that is possible. So then like you have a big problem because Walmart asking you like kind of like fine or whatever yeah like you 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 need to kind of like keep co constant quality like they they with these like big big uh, distributors channels you have like a special contract for of course like also they they ensure that they they buy certain quality but also in the certain um uh, certain amount but also in the certain quality so if you don't <laughs> don't supply the certain quality you fuck and you have to pay them big big because something it's, because more, it's more detrimental yeah these risks of cutting corners end up hurting our businesses and the industry in the long run right horribly not not just our people but like selfishly we cut those corners and now you're not able to sell on an international market and that was in your business plan exactly and 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 uh, another thing is that like uh hemp industry many times complains that there are no standards like there are no like supportive regulation, yeah. But imagine like in Europe, we have this like European novel food issue, you know, and like people like why we have this novel food, like we don't like that, like why CBD should be in the novel food. But imagine that like the the, the there was like a lot of this like so so product on the market. I don't want to say that all the products on the market are so so, but right. like you cannot recognize like which are good and which are bad because there is no standard it's mostly also so <laughs> so so this so 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 market uh uh was growing very big and was like putting like this like medical claims on their labels and like european commission just like but nobody from the hemp industry was coming to the european commission to talk to them how to regulate this market and and telling them Look, European Commission, we know that like our market going big, but we are a responsible industry. So our lobby is going to present you next month our internal standards, how we, we kind of like helping self-regulate us, but we also happy to share with you, European Commission. Please tell us what your feedback, if you need to kind of change a little bit or you have some opinions, we're happy to hear that. But this is our proposal, how we will laugh that like we get regulated and help you to somehow regulate our market because this is already how we self-regulating ourselves. But like there is no self-regulating uh, efforts like from hemp industry at all ever. Uh, so so of of course like these these European uh, people uh, who are responsible for the like kind of like safety of the European uh, like customers uh they, they 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 needed to do something they, they 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 basically needed to to make some step because like if there are like products on the market nobody can control them okay so we put them on the novel food there is like super long list of the requirements if you want to sell this product on the market you need to pass so many requirements that after that 100 percent the product will be safe <laughs> it's like no doubt well, and, and it's not course, different. Have, yeah go ahead you have you have to pay for it. You have to pay yeah. for it. But sure. like this is our way how we have like able right now regulate that. Yeah. 
and of course the price is huge and and also european commission didn't really realize that they need to really uh understand a little bit deeper before they putting on the market because like uh every every product it's kind of unique every extraction it's unique so it's hard to kind of uh pay such a high product uh, uh every every each one yeah this like i don't know like half million euro you know because if there was like, yeah because if there was like entering like the chia seeds on the european market they became novel food but then like chia seeds is always chia seeds you know like there it's like easy once you prove like chia seeds it's like safe for the humans in the europe then you keep selling them and the chia seeds may be different color but in the end like it's always chia seeds you know but with hemp it's not always like hemp it's like extracts different extraction different solvents uh different cannabinoids content different like that and that and it's in the end it's like hard to kind of make like one common application for so many different products you know that we will in the end like pass like application that like uh, like uh, like pass like registration of the hemp extracts tinctures whatever legal to be sold in europe because one application passed it like what's in the chia seeds so it's it's really like uh hard and and we passing yeah. these times that like we trying to put like common applications somehow at least like make something happen and we trying to regulate hemp industry through the standards but still it's like very far from there yeah. I compare hemp to like technology. You know, when we first got a computer, nobody thought computers would be in every facet of our life down to what manages our heart murmur, right? I mean, it can be in everything. Technology is everywhere. Hemp is the same way. I mean, we're applying hemp to every application in, in every piece of our life from our building supplies, our textiles, construction materials, all of it, right? Health and wellness, plastic, medical, aerospace, um, I can't believe the number of conversations that have come up recently about getting to Mars and hemp on Mars, you know, and hemp leaving our, our globe. And so I think that's pretty exciting. Um, where do you see big opportunity on an international level um, around hemp? You know, what do you, what's the conversation really happening or where is it happening? And what is, what should people be paying attention to on an international scale? Well, I think like this hype of CBD, we already passed it, yeah. And we understood that it's probably not the the the, the biggest things what we can do from hemp because like we tried to do like biggest as we could and then like many farmers failed and didn't get paid and and it didn't really work out, yeah. We find out that this market has own limits and and we cannot basically sell as much biomass as as we were able to grow. So now is the second chapter, uh, which uh, I see as a big potential, uh, which is the fiber and the, the shifts, like the, the most part of the hemp. Yeah, <laughs> let's call it like the real hemp. I don't even like call like hemp all which been grown in US till now. It's like, from my point, it's like low THC marijuana. Just like. It's a My high resin plant, right? It's the marijuana and then we have hemp. And it's that's one thing I struggle with, Hannah, I'll be honest, is when I start talking about hemp, I have to define the type of hemp we're talking about as a different product. And it's confusing when I say it's actually the same, it's just different. It's, you know, and so 
yeah, the breakdown of what, what people know is being grown versus the type of hemp we would grow for the shivs or the fiber or the protein. And well, like if you want to understand hemp, look this like movie Hemp from Victory, and then you understand what the Victory on hemp means. Yes, <laughs> yes. good good example, uh, especially for Americans like who talking hemp and then like all CBD. <laughs> so look the look the history. I had uh, someone yesterday say it well. They said CBD hijacked the hemp market. Like, yeah, CBD yeah. is not the hemp market. <laughs> No, 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 because like hemp, it's like really like also you have to look on the on the, on the kind of like uh, like the plant uh, percentage, yeah. Like okay, you're talking like hemp, but you're using just like little part of the plant. Okay, so 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 why why you don't use it all? Like uh, and so so basically like fiber. I think like the fiber is a big topic because there is a. I don't know how in US, but in Europe, we have this European Green Deal uh, policy, new policy for the transition of the of the kind of like actual economy to the bioeconomy. So replacing the, the fossil fuel materials, helping the carbon sequestration, uh, uh, phytoremediation and all these kind of like different, uh, um, let's say, uh, steps what uh, our society needs to take to be more sustainable. And it's all in, included in this like Green Deal project or Green Deal policy. There is a lot of subsidies for the Green Deal policy, which is great. Hemp fits there perfect. Uh, so a lot of opportunities for the companies who want to invest in something what hemp can do, but like it's missing the, the budget for. And Basically, to make it happen, the hemp on the big level, we need to build up the infrastructure because hemp is still like very niche market, very niche, uh, especially like from the agriculture perspective. Yeah, very little. We have like 45,000, 50,000 hectares in all European Union. It's like 100 acres or a little bit more in, in, in European Union. Nothing. It's like when it will be like one million, we can talk like one percent of the of the agriculture. Right. It's a, it's it's hemp, and then already European Union will pay attention. Yeah. So so, but also European Union understanding that like industrial crops uh, from the agriculture are important and very valuable, and and European Commission need to look to that because if. European Commission wants to replace the fossil fuel materials, it will be probably replaced by the plant-based material, what else, right? And then uh, we need to find the sources from that. And there is like a lot of like fibers coming now from like Indonesia, Bali, like Myanmar, um, like all these um, like Utah's fibers which are used in the automobile industry are coming from uh, Asia basically. and. I don't know if this market's still working because, like, from my experience, ship shipments like went during COVID like ten times higher. <laughs> yeah. So, so probably this will even like push push European Commission to to grow on fibers for their own, own needs of the fiber fiber use, and also for this all replacement of the fossil fuel materials, we will need more industrial crops. But in the industrial crops discussion, there is always like discussion topic about okay, how much industrial crops we can we can allow 
since we don't limit the food crops. But yeah. the hemp is a good thing because it's food crop and the industrial crop at the same time. So, uh, do you think they'll be grown as a dual crop like that? I mean, you think we really can grow for seed and fiber and they'll be yes. grown the same? Okay. No problem. No problem. The, the, the question, of course, it's like high, how high quality of the product you want to use. Yeah. So if you go for like high quality seeds, then of course you get the stalk and you can process the stalk for fiber and sheaves. You probably don't get, oh, you don't, get, textile, right? you don't get the textile fiber, right. but you still get the fiber for industrial application. No problem. Paper, no problem. So, uh, I mean, dual crop definitely works. Not for all the application, but for many of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and still we getting a lot of uh, sheaves for construction, which is very important part of the market for hemp. It's a massive part of the market. It's a massive, still, still the, uh, we have to keep in mind that all these markets like agriculture or, or construction, it's very, uh, like let's say like um like all, all my they don't like innovations you know uh, so they are very kind of conservative yeah. so if we want to yeah so if we want to do the the like more boosting the fiber we will need to really like find the right people to start with present well the showcase studies of like that this is really happening and then somehow you know like started from like good examples inspiring the the rest of the people and the big industries you know uh, but but it, it it needs to happen and and we just like need to find the sources to build the infrastructure because without infrastructure the farmers cannot grow because they have no like place to process and uh, the probably the limiting things is that these infrastructures for hemp um, fiber they cost a lot of money like one decortication line costs about like five million euro, you know. And this is just the technology. You need to build the the, the hole around that. Then you need the harvesters for that. So it's a it's a not um, like uh, this is probably why the CBD boosted so big because it's much cheaper to produce CBD even. Because you can do like small scale. I don't want to say like it's cheaper because if you compare the like hectare of hemp seeds or hectare of CBD, it's not cheaper, but like cheaper to operate and get some money from. It's definitely like to do CBD because like like hemp fiber you cannot do on small scale basically. You need like yeah, big we're scale. an agricultural crop compared to a horticulture, right? Somebody that yeah. well, and when we talk. But I think this is something to put into perspective when we talk differences in the types of hemp that we're discussing, right? Volume of what you can get from one kilo of isolate or distillate, the amount of product and product you can produce, that's a lot, right? Compared to even if it's, a, if it's at a 2,500 milligram bottle. Um, if I'm growing one acre for fiber, I may get a row of brick or one piece of concrete, right? I'm, I'm not going to get the volume of end use product. And so the amount that needs to be grown and produced is significantly more, right? Which in turn provides lots of opportunity to our farmers. If you're speaking to your farmers, what's some advice that you'd give them? Why should they be 
considering hemp, knowing that the majority of the farmers have been burned. They went into CBD. You know, most of them are like, hell no, I'm not going to touch hemp. What's, what's your advice to them? Why should they be paying attention to hemp? Well, like right now in Europe, they cut it the some kind of um, accepted uh, pesticides and herbicides for another crops. So the farmers will be not able to use this um, or grow these crops efficiently. So, so, so when I'm talking to the farmer, one of the advantage why they should look for for hemp it's because like other crops are not getting like so much economically, and I'm sure like it's like everywhere around the globe that like farmers looking for some crops which can make them money, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you're doing it like correct, then like. Uh, you listen to the advisor and you you kind of like group of some uh, some uh, some cooperative which is like able to not only use the fiber but also use the seeds or like help you like monetize your like product then you kind of like really like good position to to grow hemp because also you can grow hemp without pesticides and herbicides so in the end it helps you to save the money on the in input uh it helps you even kind of regenerate your soil so you don't destroying your soil so the crops after after him will be better and uh so from the perspective of the long term uh, the farmers should look to hemp because hemp is a crop which help them uh basically like give them another option to 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 make some money you know but like really like there's a lot of like if if you have the buyer if you able to do the yield if you have the machines to harvest that if you have somebody on your hand to give you like advice like how to grow and like how to kind of like figure out like all the challenges in the first year grow especially so so there are many farmers who kind of like thinking like all oh, I will do that. I will buy this, like I will grow it, and then I figure out the harvest. I have the weed harvester; it will far works. Of course, it will not because hemp is like four meter tall plant. When it's like uh, wheat is like one meter tall, yeah. So, so you cannot really like think that hemp is something like usual, and you will figure out it with the usual machine. You need a special machine, and of course, for this you need investment. So. So it's uh, it's always the question. Okay, do I really want to invest? If I want to invest, do I have like long term uh, contract with somebody who is going to buy my crop? Uh, you know, it's it's a lot of it's, 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 basically you need to cover the value chain. Yeah, you need to understand the value chain first, and then keep in mind. Okay, do I cover that? That 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 that. If you, I don't cover something from that. It's like not hundred percent sure you cannot succeed, you know, because you can fail on this like gap on your value chain. So basically, it's important to understand the value chain first. Yes. Talk with somebody who can help you figure out each part, and uh, then find out the right varieties to grow. In US, there are no right varieties, so the people really need to find the supply of the right varieties, especially for fiber, probably from Europe maybe China, but China officially does not allow export of the Chinese varieties abroad. Of course, people doing it, but if you ask like officially, as I did, the the the, the Yunnan uh, mm -hmm. Province Institute for Industrial Hemp, if they, if they can export their varieties, they was like, oh, Hannah, sorry, 
I know you great person. We will be happy to like get get by you distributed like our varieties. But basically, like our government does not like legally approve the export, and so there are some people who does that. But I don't do these things because I like to work with the people. I don't want to get anybody in the trouble. This is a good example, right, of where our industry really is and what we're capable of doing and where hiccups are. People say all the time, if hemp is so great, and why, you know, as we're talking to people that aren't in the industry, they'll say, if it's so great, how come it's not available everywhere? And this is a good example, right? No, because it's, it's not basically not easy. Exactly. It's basically not easy. Yeah, because like, you really need to put a lot of money to be able to cover all the value chain. Then you need to find the right uh, responsible person who can run this machine, which is also like not everybody like from the street, you find him as a homeless can like start to like operate the, the decortication line. You know, it's like kind of like automatized like or half automatization like a uh, computer <laughs> machine uh, where uh, like uh, you need to like exper experience like engineer to to manage that and and it's uh, and the investment it's not small and then you need to find who is going to buy that and most of the people who is going to buy our product are the big industries yeah, like you need to find like I, I don't know like in Czech Republic is a like example yeah like uh, the Škoda auto auto Škoda yeah it's like our like national brand of uh, like uh, like uh, autos and then uh, the cars and then uh, they get sold to the to the Volkswagen but anyways but they they still importing Utah for their for their biocomposites of 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 the cars yeah. And we come to them and they ask them, we ask them, okay, do you will be interesting to buy our hemp fiber? They was like, all right, tomorrow, no problem, Hannah. We sign with you contract tomorrow. But are you able to supply us this huge, like they said some numbers, amount of, 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 of fiber with this very high quality requirement and, and secure us for this, this supply for next three years? Because if we're going for, for like change this material, we need to change our technology and we are not going to change the technology since we have no secure the supply. Right. And this is like big, big issue because I, these people exactly. are not like serious. The people kind of, oh, maybe I, I will try that because it's like kind of fancy and like everybody talks about that and I want to be kind of like, you know, in. So I tried hemp, but they don't really like, I understand they need to count, they need to really like commit to that, they need to really like find the like investor and the skilled people to help them create the project and really like build it up from from the from the seeds to the end of the product, yeah. Because also if you have like big machine decortication line which like supplies some some big Škoda auto, you need to have like huge supply. So you need to figure out the farmers and the farmers need every year the seeds. So you need to even like have ensured the seeds for the farmers, you know? So it's like yes. it's like so many steps and, and so long value chain. And 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 we all only talking about the the the, the Fiber, fiber output, like even like no textile, yeah. Exactly. So it's like much more like steps to make a t-shirt. There is like 15 more steps from the from the fiber to make a t-shirt. 
yeah mm-hmm. like based on hemp yeah because i yeah. put on different technology than hemp so you you need to have a little bit like different machines so yeah. Like everything possible, everything much. possible. Just like the people cannot like make just kind of like I'm interesting, but I'm I'm learning. I'm going around. I'm talking to the experts. I'm trying to understand. I'm committing my time to really get deep dive into that. And after two, I don't know how long somebody needs. I find a group of people who can help me build up this project. I'm paying everybody and I'm making that happen because this is my passion and I find the source for it and everything like really like working. But it's it's like business plan, like everybody. But it's like a little bit more difficult, probably a lot more difficult business plan than for the bakery. Yeah. If you want to have a bakery, you just find somebody who knows how to bake the bread and everybody eats bread. So you just bake the bread and like you find the local market. Well, you have your basic products. You have your flour that's already come from and been processed and given a food grade quality. You know, earlier when you said, um, you know, there aren't all of these standards and it, and we're not going to see it in mainstream until it's there. It was put into perspective for me when somebody said, when you walk into a grocery store and buy a can of soup, you know what's in that soup and you know it's been processed at food grade quality because the liability. When I go in and buy a bottle of CBD oil, none of those standards exist, right? And so I think that's the same. And like you said, it's one end product, but those same each of those pieces and parts that aren't necessarily the end, the hemp, they don't exist for hemp yet. And so, yeah. yeah. So, so, so we now working on this uh, ASTM sustainability uh, standard. We having yeah. like brainstorm committee meeting on Friday. I'm really looking forward because uh, after years working with the ASTM on standards, we get to the point that. We want to create the sustainability uh, standards for or sustainable standards for hemp, because many many of these hemp uh, companies selling their product like kind of like uh, hemp is great, it saved the earth, it's like sacrosanct carbon, you know, like all these kind of uh, I will say like greenwash terms, because if if this company does not really do just like kind of like copy pasting general terms, but they are not really somehow proof in their value chain. It's just greenwashing by the company if they use them. Yeah. So so and basically that's, that's part of the problem. Problem. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that because there are like people who selling like conventional product. Uh, they buy the extra whoever whoever sell them like super cheap you know they 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 they, they cheat on people cheat on the customers and yep. and then they even though like they use this like greenwashing you know i was like fuck that so yeah. i i really want to create like the or, or help create these uh, sustainable development standards we created actually uh with the group of people i've been working on the on the discounting of cannabis and the WHO and then in the United Nations created this book, Cannabis yeah. and Sustainable how is it? Development, which is possible to download online. And uh, today I've been talking to somebody that like maybe we find somebody who wants to do it in English, like the re-edition. And we have prepared, we just need to find sources for it. And yeah. and this is like really like basic document that we can use for like the policymakers to help us 
implement the, some some requirements for for cannabis and sustainability in their regulations you know but like of course everything coming from the industry and 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 the industry needs to really have the own own effort on the standards and self-regulation to be able to go to talk to the regulators because regulators they don't understand our industry they don't fucking understand it and and they can accept that they will understand how they should regulate us yes god we don't want we don't want them to regulate us either like that because they don't understand that and if they will regulate us we will never be happy well and regulations come when they don't understand right because they're going to stop the risk and put these i mean what i see happening is our lawmakers are saying, hey, we don't understand risk or how to fix this. So we're going to stop it until we figure it out. And instead of saying, here's these rules or standards or regulations amongst steps to get there, they're just squashing it. I mean, in the state of Utah, consumables are with hemp and CBDs are pretty much or in CBD is pretty much not it's not legal anymore. So you can't take CBD gummies or make CBD gummies or have smokable flour or um, so those kind of things are, yeah. And I think everybody uh, should start with like really the, like like understanding the value chain and like understanding the source of seeds, you know, and like because also like what I find out like very, very kind of weird or i don't really like that because in europe we have like regulated like all the the market with the hemp seeds yeah. and there it's like high quality and like the registration process of the european seeds takes like three years by the third party so if i want to register the new variety i need to give like i don't know how many few kgs to this uh, to this regulator buddy they will do independent tests for the for the morphology stability and then the the yield stability and then if all how i describe it it's going to happen by their testing they will register that first on the national level and then on the european catalog and 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 and, and all the varieties which are legal in the european union which is like 70 varieties not all of them are kind of commercial available but many of them are sure uh they are like sold on the market with the proper label with the proper certificate of origin mm-hmm. where it's written what's the germination what's the you know like you buying the seeds in us and 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 of course they they cost between like six uh, ten maybe 20 euro the, the most expensive one you know kg one kg yeah, yeah, yeah. more than like two pounds or something. Yeah. And, and and then you go US and you wanna buy hemp seeds, which is like this low marijuana seeds. They cost like one one seed, I don't know how much like dollars. Yeah. And then then and then you buy the seeds and and when you buy them, they give you the seeds for such a high price, which are like full of some something green. They are not even cleaned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they they have no certificate of any like purity or germination ever, and 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 you pay such a high price. So so this is and and you still call them like hemp seeds, you know? I was like, yeah. come on, this is not you really gave, correct. You gave a really good point in your presentation at the World Ag Expo where you talked about that in the 
I think you said in the UK that, correct me if I'm wrong, but that the certified seeds, you can buy certified seeds and you can breed them for yourself, but you cannot sell them, right? After you've bred and you have seeds, you can grow them, but you cannot sell seeds that are not certified seeds. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. If you want to yeah. do like the, the, the propagation or multiplication, you need to have like which means like seeds for reselling you need to have agreement by the by the breeder of course you're using his seeds for your like benefit so of course you need to have yeah. agreement this is kind of like super clear yeah like to, yeah. to me yeah and somebody just like oh i'm doing propagate the seeds because you sold me the seeds i was like come on like this is not your seeds you didn't put like 15 years effort like breeding and stabilizing this variety to and registering it another three years so it's kind of you know at a very well, that's where you lose the ip right like you said it's hard work coming into what what's happening here and there's no protection and so i kind of understand also you know, when I, I was going to ask you, where do people go to find these resources? And I get it that it's difficult because if I'm protecting my 15 years of hard work, as much as I want the industry to move forward, that's hard to hand over when there aren't those standards or regulations to kind of protect what I've done so far, or what some of our farmers or cultivators have done. Where do you see that headed in the future? And what resources do people have? I think like, uh, there is a global market, OECD, like 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 um, kind of uh, regulations for like seed trade globally, uh, and uh, it works for like corn and like wheat, like so, but for hemp, we don't respect that. <laughs> so I I hope like sooner or later, like because all the European seeds are OECD registered, or most of them. So you buy the seeds and you have to like, like import them anywhere in the, in the world with like the same requirements like for the other crops, which is how it should be, right? And and also you if you do the propagation, you need to kind of like ask the breeder. Uh, also for the propagation, you cannot use the seeds because the seeds which are sold for production are different grade and quality that the seeds which are are needed to be used for the propagation which are like highly selected higher quality you know so so yeah. you 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 basically should not use the seeds for cultivation for propagation because this is not the right seed to be used for that so uh and of course uh, when you do the propagation you should pay the royalties so when you do the yield and you do the sales you should pay a little bit back to the breeder to the owner of the variety because you did the work I be, they did the work you benefiting on so you should share your uh, a little bit yes. come on like it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so clear to me and and the people still asking like how is it i was like just like think about it yeah <laughs> and, and maybe you get it no 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 i'm joking but uh, I, totally, the I totally get this where i struggle is like you said people are trying to be the first and the best and they i hear that a lot right that i'm the best and i have the best and i can do the best but like you said seeds are coming from other people's work and yeah this is a part that I really have to step back and respect sitting in the role that I'm in when I'm like, hey, I want to share everything you know, you're doing it right and highlighting it. But where is that boundary and what does that look like? And 
Yeah, there is another aspect maybe good to mention uh, uh, what what okay like where it's coming all the cannabis yeah it's coming originally from India or Nepal or like all this like Pakistan Afghanistan region yeah would be would probably some travelers bring from there and bring it to California and then started to breed it and create a jaghera right but and 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 then they start to sell their varieties yeah. But this is like variety from from maybe India, Nepal, somewhere there. And did these people who was like maintaining those varieties there for 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 thousands of years get at least like any coin or, or some some money or some benefit from that? And these people like benefiting on on uh, on um, on this like traditionally used cannabis plant in these like rural areas? Not. And this is also not correct. So I, I, I mean, like in 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 respect of 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 other people's work, we always have to think like, okay, we're using something. Who created? Like, okay, like if we if we if we appreciate the work of the other people, we should pay for. This is like just like part of the human <laughs> beings, which makes us human. So we cannot like this is like where the all collaboration starts. Yes. Like how you want to collaborate and create some some benefits if you just like stealing stuff from the other people, you know, yes. especially from these like poor people in the like India. In the India, nobody ever like think like bring little part of all the like seeds sold in 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 US ever like back or in in Holland and and we trying to kind of like create some some campaign on the traditional use of cannabis and help to protect these land races because. This is not really correct that like all these seeds was like spread around the world and and the people who was like maintaining them for like thousands of years have like still nothing from it even like big trouble because of the international regulations you know they cannot like grow them and like use them and like getting in the trouble like women's getting in the jails because they're using cannabis it's really happening in 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 india and the international community does not care ever like what's going on where this land race is coming from do we kind of uh, have some commitment for these people who was like maintaining them for thousands of years what we can do for them how we can help them you know yeah. i've been like doing, i've been doing like with this like group of people uh this uh, this lobbying on the united nation and there been like nobody helping us, nobody like uh, like uh, like supporting us. It was so hard to get like funding for like be able to join this these these meetings and and create some kind of you know like lobby there. So all these like cannabis people around the globe, they they making huge money. They are the best, and and they they don't really like share at least okay. Don't share with the Indian people. I don't think they care at all. But like. If you really want to like like help cannabis, like you should look like what's wrong and where where the where we can put our effort. And the wrong thing it's really the international regulations, and there we need to change it. And there we need to yeah, kind of like unify like our efforts and 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 find the budget and go globally and, and create some efforts on international level. And yes, and and I've been going there for like three four years. And every year there will be, there be like three, five people who be like struggling on shortage of the money to even like get there and like like exist. And and it's so like 
how these people can say they are the best they ever like didn't send any penny to those people who just like lobbying for 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 for, for them for us, for their business yeah yeah for their business and yeah. and they never really, and i was like trying to call them and they was like of course we help you but never really like anything like come from it you know so i think it's a little bit kind of like shady uh um, like you know like what means the best yeah i think the best means like being like human and act as a good human like carrying the planet and carrying the, the people around yourself and like spreading love yeah and and, and we are not good there yet yeah. As a human. I think what you said is a is a clear depiction of what's happening, right? And even down to our rural area farmers. You know, our farmers are not taken care of in this industry or haven't been, you know, and it's these processors or distributors or dispensaries that are banking and our farmers are starving. You know, they're losing their, the risk is really high for them. Um, and I think that this is a good example, right? Going back and taking care of of where that crop came from and and back to the seed taking care of the people and not forgetting who's in that supply chain um it's a conversation that comes up a lot for us in the association and making sure that people that you're committing with or working with have your back and how do you do that it's why i i really want to or have created a an opportunity for people to get together and discuss this specifically i'm going to raise my hand and commit to the global standards um I don't have an invested interest, so it's tricky for me in the sense that I'm not hands-on and a lot of those discussions are for people that are actually processing. Um, but however I can get those people to you, Hannah, and around that table, I commit to, to doing so because it's, I'm with you, until these standards and international standards happen, we can't filter out some of the things that are going wrong and we can't elevate the standards for those that are doing it right. And so- yeah rising all tides definitely rises all boats so yeah and this this plant it's really amazing teacher like i've been like with her on my journey like 20 years and i'm still learning so i, I never say like i'm the best because like more i know less i know and, and i'm trying to just like share my knowledge so when we sell this like like seeds for like farmers we I, I I just like do the consulting for free basically for these farmers because they have a lot of questions, especially these US farmers, and they don't know. And they, they wanna they wanna grow but they don't know. And I don't wanna like see them failing. I I wanna be them successful. I want yeah. them like to come next year and buy the seeds again or like you know, like like find 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 the road like how to grow him. And 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 basically I'm like giving them my know-how for free because I'm happy them uh, to see grow and be successful and like if i just sell them the seed they will never be successful they will fail first year and they will never get back to me well and not only that but then they lose and it tarnishes they're not going to go out and say hemp is a great thing hemp's gonna they're gonna go out and say the opposite hemp is terrible and advise all their neighboring farmers not to grow it right and then it's yeah this uphill battle um i have an advisor that said the other day something pretty powerful he said you know, an entrepreneur provides, um, uh, what did he say, resources or value, right? And that's what makes an entrepreneur successful is finding ways to provide service and value for others. And you've done an incredible job at that. You know, and I think it, it says a lot for leaders in this industry that are willing to say, hey, 
I'm, I'm going to share my knowledge to prevent you from loss. I'm not out it. I'm not in this to win it for myself. I'm in it for all of us and for the industry and because of what hemp provides to everybody else. Um, so I commend you and I, I encourage anybody that has questions, reach out to either Hannah or I, I'd love to connect you. Hannah, I'd love to invite you back and kind of talk about seeds or yeah, farm. Yeah. However can, you- we can, talk more, we can talk more about the farming because yeah. this is my patient, this is my background. And I think it's important for the farmers to kind of just like see somebody who can like share the knowledge because like farmers from farmers always like learn much better. Yes. So whoever farmers see it. that, please don't hesitate to reach me out. I'm happy to get on the call with you and help you grow hemp. It's my passion and I love to do it. And awesome. I think it's great uh, experience for you. Even you don't succeed first year, but you will get your lesson. And so now or later you will succeed. I wasn't successful from first year at all. So you yeah. also can like have like high expectation that first year I make like big money. Yeah, it's bullshit. Everything like needs like kind of um, uh, yeah time and, uh, and understanding. It's a learning curve. It's new. Yeah, it's you wouldn't be successful or have your best yields your first year unless it's beginner's luck, and then it's usually a disappointment moving forward. So yeah, I'm with you. Don't expect to win big right off the bat. But surrounding yourself with people like Hannah and her connections are definitely where it's at. So I really appreciate you joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. I'll send over an edited video of this for you, for everybody else. Uh, join or subscribe our to our YouTube channel, Global Hemp Association. It's also on our podcast um, on Anchor, Moving Forward with Mandy Kerr. And don't hesitate to reach out. Other than that, thank you very much. And we'll talk tomorrow. Okay, see you then. Thank you, Mandy. That's soon.